this is what I, this is what I do on my newsletter. They gave me this newsletter and they're like, you can write 500 words about anything at the top. And it's like, this is the easiest thing I've ever done. You just say something about, it's like, I, and I feel like I listen to so many podcasts that uh -huh. I just like, I just write about anything. Howdy, it's Tuesday, June 27th, 2023, and this is episode 205 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined by a special guest, uh, joined by probably someone whose name we've mentioned either the most or, or maybe the second most on this podcast since we've started uh, 205 episodes ago, and that is Amy S. Rosenberg of the Philadelphia Inquirer. How are you doing, Amy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic uh, i just want to say like what a what a big honor it is to to talk to you i think between you and wayne perry of the ap uh you're definitely the two people that we've linked to the most you know articles uh from that have talked about various things that are going on in the city and i was mentioning to you a little bit before we started but i think that you know what what me and craig do is you know we're a more or less a, a tourism focused podcast but it's it's people like you that are really doing the important stuff for the city and and writing the articles that i think really really matter and doing all the hard work so just they thank you so much for for doing the 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 work you do well thank you for having me i mean i am a fan of the podcast and i think the perspective is a really important one that sometimes when you're here and you're living here, you don't always get that perspective. So I learn a lot. Right, right. And I, I think it, it works the other way, too. You know, for, for me, who's someone who lives kind of near Washington, D.C., who who visits four or five times a year, I think the perspective of the locals who actually live there on the ground is, is really important for us, too. So we'll, we'll get a little bit more into the city. But I, I think uh, before we, we talk about you and, and some general questions about Atlantic City, uh, you know, I just want to talk about one quick piece of news that's major enough to kind of interrupt this, this interview uh, that's different from the last podcast we've put out, uh, which is that the Island Water Park opening date, which was set for sometime at the end of July, has has been moved to uh, Friday, June 30th. And we will link to an article from one Amy S. Rosenberg talking about it. So you were at the, uh, I don't know what it was. It was the, the kickoff was, party for it, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it started as Bart's VIP party, and then it became a media event and, and a VIP party. So it wasn't open yet, mm -hmm. um, but he, he used the time to announce an opening date, which is June 30th. Uh -huh. um, so they had typical Bart Blatstein, uh, big uh, brouhaha, and a, mm -hmm. lot of, a lot of food, a lot of drinks, a lot of uh, mermaid-themed characters, <laughs> surfers, uh, but it was impressive. It, was, it, it looked really nice in there. I mean, certainly for me, you know, reading your article, looking at the pictures of the, the mermaids and the mermen, I guess, seemed very over the top, but, you know, it's part. Yeah, so. I mean, he's always over the top, you know, he starts out over the top <laughs> and everybody kind of holds their breath and hopes that this will be, mm -hmm. you know, this will work. And um, it's a beautiful space, you know, it's glass and, and the waterfall is cool, you know, with it fills up with a giant bucket that dumps every once in a while. It's got a... a surf wave pool um i don't know you know it looked, it looked beautiful people were impressed by it um there's been a lot of talk about the pricing structure and the pricing <laughs> structure has changed uh -huh. you know over it hasn't even opened yet and right. it's changed it's gotten a little cheaper and i actually got an email from them today from because i think i'm still on the showboat mailing list from when it was a casino or whatever and and they mentioned it's you can buy three and get one free now for the opening but it's gone down ten dollars <laughs> or whatever yeah. so yeah yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, I, I think it's maybe something that's unfortunate about this that you can probably say about a lot of Atlantic City is it probably is going to price a lot of the locals out. But, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, a lot of the, the group they're trying to bring in. It's probably more for people right. who right. may go to the Poconos instead or whatever in that water park or may go. There's a water park down down shore a little bit. Right. And where is it? Ocean City or Wildwood or something you like that. Outdoor water parks in like Ocean City and mm -hmm. Wildwood that are just seasonal. Mm hmm. Um, I think they're, they're probably, they'll, I know like local kids at school groups are going to go through it. And uh, I imagine that they'll have some pricing that, that will include locals oh. or figure out a way to do it. Um, so but I think, I think it really depends on people sort of kind of being a destination. Right. You know, we'll go to Atlantic City, mm -hmm. summer we'll go to the beach one day, but then we'll go to the water park. You know, who are those people? Will they, will they come? Will they stay at Showboat? Mm -hmm. Maybe. 
it is beautiful so uh, so, so do you think it's gonna gonna be a big success i mean do you think i, I mean i think it, it has well, the opportunity as... if, it, if it is a success <laughs> you... i think it's gonna be pretty transformative for the city i think it could be a, a huge deal yeah a game changer mm -hmm. as they say uh you know as uh if you follow jitney guy on twitter mm -hmm. um Frank, who is a very astute observer, he he said his comment was, uh, "It's a bad day for the naysayers." <laughs> so I don't want to be a naysayer. It hasn't opened yet. It's beautiful. It sh mm -hmm. there's no no reason it shouldn't be a big success. But you know, I don't know. Atlantic City has a way of, uh, you know, taking uh, things that should be big successes and finding a way not to, not to do. It. I, I mean, I think the the only you know, if it is a beautiful space and if it gets good reviews, the only possible reason it wouldn't be a success is I think Atlantic City still has some some amount of, you know, a reputation of being like, you know, somehow this dangerous place or whatever. And like, it's not a good place to be or not a safe place for families or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, it's totally a safe place. I mean, I think mm. I think I think the beaches in Atlantic City are very under uh, undervalued by people. people they're under the radar for a lot of people not everybody they're crowded beaches they're beautiful beaches they're free um so Lancy is a big family destination um and I, I, you know if this can reach other families that don't now go now go to Lancy, that would be a huge success because I, I do think like i mean not to get too ahead of ourselves but i think um you know real estate in the town is undervalued mm -hmm. compared to other shore towns and so this might be a way to kind of get people thinking about Atlantic City who've been priced out of other towns, um, you know, puts it a little bit on the radar for people in who maybe overlook it a lot. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree hundred percent. I think this, this does have the opportunity to bring in, in maybe a group of people that, that would never consider Atlantic City kind of yeah before i mean as a child we periodically went and i grew up near baltimore but we we did go to ocean city new jersey uh a few summers or whatever i think my parents frankly liked that it was a dry town i think that was like a, yeah. a pool for yeah. them so like atlantic city was was something that like we absolutely never would have done as a child but i i think something like this could could be good and you know i think there is a lot of potential in atlantic city i think there's always been a lot of potential in atlantic city and it's just you know yeah. hopefully one day it'll realize it yeah it's enough, you know, I, and then there's a whole other issue in terms of the business end of how do you make something like this successful? Mm -hmm. Like how much money is did Bart spend of his own money versus? Mm -hmm. you know, so it's it's a calculus that goes beyond, you know, do, do people like it? So, so. Do, do we know what the situation with that was? Because I know, you know, he's been talking about this for a while, obviously, and then I know there was a while that he's like, I need to send sell whatever hundred million dollar worth of bonds or whatever yeah. to get this done. Is so is it? Did he raise money that way to get a lot of this done, or do you have any? any sense uh, I of what... think it was ended up being kind of complicated. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I don't think he originally got what he needed, and mm -hmm. then he found a way to finance it separately mm -hmm. from that. So yeah, he's he's got to make it work. All right. Well, we can see what happens. But uh, I guess the the real reason we're here is I wanted to to ask you some questions about your background and and yeah, kind of your insights into the city. So like, I guess first, like, what is, what is your background? Like, where did you grow up, and how did you get introduced to the Jersey Shore in general and Atlantic City specifically? Yeah. So I'm like a fake local. I'm not really a local. I grew up in New York. Grew up on Long Island. Uh, going to like Jones Beach. You know, parking in the parking lots up there. Um, so the Jersey Shore is something I never really went to as a kid. Mm -hmm. I don't have those memories. Um, the, the concept kind of of these beach towns was sort of new to me. I, I, like I said, I grew up with beach towns that beach beaches that were parking lots uh, and beaches. Um, my first experience with Atlantic City was like in college, like everyone, you know, turned mm -hmm. 21, you drive down to Atlantic City, play blackjack. Mm -hmm. um, and then I worked for the Philadelphia Inquirer um in philly for the first part of my career and then came down to this area in 1995 um and started working down here kind of just started working uh covering jersey shore at that time we had three p i was the third person in our jersey shore bureau atlantic city so we did a lot of a lot of local coverage mm -hmm. atlantic city was a big story you know we had big time reporters on it mm -hmm. you know when Christina's came George Anastasia was like a very famous mob reporter who yeah. worked in Atlantic City for, for a long time um now it's just kind of me part-time doing right. this and doing other things for Atlantic City right um so yeah so 
that's professionally how I came to Atlantic City. Um, my first introduction really to Atlantic City personally, other than driving down in college. Um, my husband's from the Philly area, so he really grew up coming to Atlantic City. Uh, so one of our first dates, we went to Harris and we uh, snuck into the Harris pool, uh -huh. which like a big tradition in his family. Like they had towel, Harris towels, <laughs> like all Harris thing. Uh, and then we, his, we, we won $20 at the slots mm -hmm. uh, after sneaking into the pool or, and then we went to Tony's Baltimore grill and we oh. had pizza and now, and uh, I married him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like enough. I mean, how could you not at that point? It's enough, right? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So, so you you mentioned that uh, you you started at I guess the the Shore Beat in 1995 with the Inquirer, and it was three people. I mean, I I want to say one thing, and you, you can respond. So, like, I mean, back back in 1995, Atlantic City was still it was probably towards the tail end of it, but I think it was still the biggest gambling market in the world, in the probably in the world. Uh, it was bigger than Vegas at that point. It wasn't until I think maybe the very end of the 90s or or the beginning of the 2000s. Well, yeah, okay. it was definitely in the boom um, period, uh -huh. and it was sort of like the it had the monopoly on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. so it was the only only U.S. gambling venue outside of Vegas, mm -hmm. right? So it was had a kind of exalted state. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was very different then. You know, it was sort right. of we're sort of the beginning of the end for Trump Entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I have this. I have this memory in our old office of we had a fax machine and I have this literal memory of the press release coming on the fax machine that, you know, declared the settlement and the bankruptcy case of Trump Entertainment taking away the the, the majority ownership from Donald Trump, mm -hmm. you know, like all this was happening in Atlantic City um, in the 90s, you know, right. and and then so, yeah, so like since 95, like it's been incredible like roller coaster um catastrophic events in atlantic city and so went through all the the recession mm. um and then and then all the casinos closing and you know uh the takeover by the state so you know it's really it's been it's an incredible place as you know it's a credible place to visit uh it's a credible place to write about mm -hmm. it's endlessly fascinating yeah uh, so how much do you do you think uh, you you know you mentioned you were one of three reporters back at the beginning and now you're doing it part time like how much of that is that Atlantic City's kind of gone gone down in importance in in the country and and locally and how much of it is just that's what you know what media is the way that media's gone and I mean I like especially local media I, I, I'm like full time down covering it but mm -hmm. like the way newspapers cover and news organizations mm -hmm. cover things has evolved i mean like the atlantic city press has shrunk mm -hmm. uh, all right obviously i mean with with they just have gone back to or gone down to three days a week right for the atlantic city uh three days, three days uh, press of print. atlantic city yeah. yeah three days print mm -hmm. and they, the number of reporters covering atlantic city yeah. is is just a handful um in terms of my job like like uh i write a lot about the Jersey Shore. I also do just general features, and our interest in Atlantic City. There's a lot of interest among Philly people in Atlantic City stories, but our interest, you know, in covering like municipal government and being watchdogs, it kind of goes up and down. You know, some there like when Don Guardian was mayor and the state Christie took over. It was there was like theatrics every day, right. all kinds of issues and. Um, there's periods where we get really interested in, you know, issues of the poverty in Atlantic City and the tale of two cities, you know, the, the money and the casinos and the, and the persistent poverty, mm -hmm. you know, elsewhere. And, 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 you know, then there were years where Miss America was the, the fate of Miss America was the biggest story I could write about. Um, I almost forget that Miss America was here, but uh, uh, that, I mean, so, so I, I know that was a big part of your beat for a long time. Like, so, like, is that, is, that is it, is it done now? Is it? You think it was a big part of my beat? I, I don't know. I, I, it's something you put in your Twitter, uh, Twitter bio. I avoided right? Miss America for years and years. I ducked, I hid under in my closet so I wouldn't have to cover Miss America. Um, at the parade they had mm -hmm. was a wonderful event for locals. The mm -hmm. show us your shoes 
parade. We went to it, brought our kids. We sat in rolling chairs, you know, parked. Mm-hmm. Miss America contestants came by. It was a great event. Uh-huh. Uh, I did not want to cover Miss America. Uh, ultimately, um, I was, you know, last reporter standing. Uh-huh. Uh, so I covered Miss America. The only time I, I used, and then I, for a while, went to like the preliminaries in Boardwalk Hall. Mm-hmm. And I would like ride my bike there and sit in the, in the, upper deck to boardwalk hall and like tweet about it mm-hmm. um which was fun man the only time i ever actually covered miss america pageant in person was the year they went to las vegas mm-hmm. which was really amazing because they treated the new jersey reporter miss america treated the new jersey reporters like we were the family of mm-hmm. their first husband you know <laughs> like they didn't want to see us we were just spoiling the whole <laughs> to show up in Las Vegas where they were trying to pretend that people cared about them. Um, but yeah, now I, I'm very proud not to cover Miss America and nobody's really, it's like forgotten, but yeah. it was a cool thing. It was, you know, it remind, it reminded you that Atlantic city was great, you know, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can remember when, when I was growing up, it, it's, you know, it was something that was still important enough that it would be on the TV for us when it was it was on. But it it's, you know, I think even the way my parents were talking about it was it was like even then in like the early 90s, like a little bit past its time. Uh, yeah, you know. a lot past its time. And, and yeah. yeah, but by the time, I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, it was way past its time, probably. So, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of things in Atlantic City, it's like, do you hate this? Do you love it? Right. You know, I mean, it's I an important part place. of the history of the city, I think. Yeah, so. I moved down here. My kids became cheerleaders, and I we watched Miss America. Like, what mm-hmm. happened? You know, but very, it's still, it, it, it's it's a very cool place. My my girls loved growing up in Syria. They went to Atlantic City High School, which is a great high school, mm-hmm. um, and and you know they they became locals. So. You you mentioned a bit about uh, Don Guardian and the takeover with Chris Christie. Um, so just just remind us. So right now, I, I believe the original takeover bill was supposed to end in 2021, and they decided to keep it going because of COVID. I think was the reason that they gave. But what's, yeah, what's like the, the status current, of the takeover now? Yeah, the current mayor, kind of um, Marty Small. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he kind of decided to work with it rather than fight it, and and same with. Uh, you know, the state government decided that it was okay. You know, it wasn't, they didn't have to, they didn't have to fight it. So, I mean, if what I I remember, kind of just lives with it. Mm -hmm. What I remember was that back when it was first happening, Marty Small was like very strongly on the side of Don Guardian being a hundred percent against the state takeover it seemed like the 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 city council kind of was split 50 50 whether it was a good thing or a bad thing and and guardian and small were were against it but yeah when it came back up a couple years ago it seemed like marty small wouldn't say that he was okay with continuing it but he said that he had a productive relationship with the state or whatever and it seemed like you know everyone was sort of okay with it going on for another was it four years it got extended or or something like that to 2025 2026 is that what the status is now yeah something Mm -hmm. like that like i said we don't we don't follow it that closely anymore but yeah no it's the kind of thing that i think both sides realized um wasn't the big civil rights was it a fascistic takeover as don Mm -hmm. guardian accused it you know the governor uh murphy was against it but then when he came in and said hey this isn't really a bad idea um this is kind of working to have this oversight um but you know the city council kind of functions as if it's not a state takeover Mm -hmm. so the state's a little more hands-off than they were it's 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 weird you know because party small is uh is all over the place and he's doing this doing that and he's you know he's a very active mayor mm-hmm. but on some sense you know his power is definitely in theory checked by the state right. so he works with the state but i, I think there's some there, there became some understanding that this actually maybe was working mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so so uh, what do you like w- 
at least me personally, I've gotten a lot of opinions from people who maybe aren't the most knowledgeable at the city about the city, but their their opinion is, you know, like maybe the state takeover is a good thing because, you know, Atlantic City's run things so badly for such a long time. But then every example they cite is like, you know, it's like completely blighted around these casinos. There's nothing built there. And, you know, and I have to be like, well, yeah. actually, that's not the city's fault. That's the state through the CRDA right. that's like not allowing right. people to build on this property or whatever. So it's maybe not 100% their fault. Like, how, how do you feel about that argument or, or the argument that, you know, which I think is true that the state takes a lot of the revenue that Atlantic City creates and moves it out of the city to do other things with it. Yeah, I mean, they they, they don't do that as much as they used to mm-hmm. when the uh, you know, Senior Reinvestment Development Authority was started. They took that, uh, you know, the tax off the top and they spread it around, you know, the state kind of. Now they, they, they've stopped doing that. They've tried to focus more on Atlantic City, but they, they've had, they, they their power has kind of been curtailed, but they still, they still control the tourism district, mm-hmm. which is kind of every place that, yeah. you know, a tourist would go. Right. Um, there's a lot of issues there and, and it's kind of like, well, this is actually, this is CRDA is supposed to be mm-hmm. handling this. Um, yeah, you know, Atlantic City is tough. It's like, it's like, like, like they made such a big deal of imploding Trump Plaza. Like that was, we have to implode, mm-hmm. Trump Plaza has to be imploded for this city to move forward. Right. Like, this is it. This is such a great, great day in Atlantic City. Uh-huh. And it was, it was really cool. You know, right. it was great. You know, but then nothing's uh, happened with that space since then, right? It's empty, right? right. It, it's horrible, and I, uh, I mean, it's not horrible. It's just a big vacant. I mean, it's kind, it's kind of ugly, of and it has like the one hotel tower still there, and yeah, it's not and, great. And it's still got on the parking area the kind of remnant of the Trump Plaza uh-huh. logo that looks like golden hair, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's cool to have that one last thing that that Trump, mm-hmm. you know, to, to remind you. Um, but I just like always think about how that was like, that was this, we're finally going forward. We're implode. We've gotten Carl icon to implode Trump Plaza. <laughs> okay. Now that now it looks terrible. You right. know? I mean, it, it wasn't like looking great beforehand or whatever. So, but nothing's happened. Right. No. It's Atlantic City is, it's got things like that all over town, you know? Mm. I mean, um, something else we always talk about is the old Atlantic City Hilton space, which is yeah. also just kind of an eyesore sitting down there near Stockton yeah. now doing nothing. Who knows if anything's going to happen there, if it's going to end up getting yeah, imploded too. There's always too, ideas. Or... Something's going to happen. There was right. going to be a water park there. There was going to be a water park. Yeah. It was going to be student housing. It's going to be condos. It's going to be, you know, who knows so, what. So if you ignore that particular property, mm-hmm. that area, um, so it's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They've got a neighborhood development association. So there's some money being infused in that greater area, or, or the Chelsea neighborhood of Blank City, which is basically around um, the old Hilton where Knife and Fork Inn is, mm-hmm. and then back toward the bay. Um, there's a lot of little restaurants there, you know, Honduran restaurants and um, Peruvian restaurants, and, and um, Stockton is there the the university and the good dog bar just opened yeah, the new one yep yeah which is fantastic and they kind of they fixed up a little bit that o'donnell park um so you could sit at the good dog bar by the windows open you're looking at a city park um my husband and i <laughs> this is another another variation on the theme we got a pizza from tony's baltimore grill recently on our bicycles and we went to this park mm-hmm. o'donnell park which is right near the knife and fork at the end of route 40 when you're coming into town that way off exit two um and we sat in the grass and there was people playing cricket uh it was clean it was beautiful there's mirror you know, painted chairs and we i was like hmm, is this rittenhouse square in philadelphia i'm okay. gonna pretend not, you know it feels like a real city park so you know that's that part of atlantic city but then, you know, if you look over your shoulder, is this enormous, empty, decaying building, right. you know? So, I don't know. Yeah. So, so you were talking a bit about the, the food in Atlantic City, and I think that's something yes. you you have written a, a decent bit about. So yes. what are... I have tried every pizza place on the boardwalk. Uh, so so you, you've brought it up. I was going to save this maybe, but uh, you, you did. You wrote an article a year yes. or two ago about every every pizza place in Atlantic City on the boardwalk. And, and I do have my, my one kind of complaint about your your writing is that yeah. I think your number one place was the the Jersey Shore Pizza and Grill and me and Craig went and the like pizza it. was like not very good that day. So yeah. I think it could be like, uh, you know, Listen, 
the joke was none of them are like right not not even ready for that high so but we actually i think second or third on your list was steel pier pizza which we've gone back to several times and we actually think is is legitimately good so but yeah my slice that day was good from jersey shore yeah it it just wasn't good i mean it was like 3 p.m on a weekday or whatever and you know who knows how much business they were doing or whatever uh there's probably some variability there but uh no so like what 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 are good places to eat in atlantic city that people may not know about uh you know we talk a lot about kind of the more well-known areas you know we talk about the orange loop quite a lot um yeah. but but we have a new restaurant there this year the, mm-hmm. uh, the cardinal. cardinal yep i wait, went wait. to it in its ventner mm-hmm. inclination it used to be a ventner as cardinal bistro mm-hmm. uh just much smaller space it's very was very good food there i have not been to the new space we liked uh beret that was there yeah before. we me and craig went to beret and we thought that was very good we haven't been to cardinal yet so yeah so food in atlantic city is great um we've tried to you know as i mentioned before we tried to get some of these little restaurants that we go mm-hmm. to um there's a mexican place uh el Tecate, which is uh not in the best part of town as you guys were <laughs> mentioned when you're talking about taking walks uh-huh. through atlantic city the food is excellent there that's right on uh, i think it's tennessee and uh atlantic okay uh, so another yeah. block up from the orange loop just keep going down tennessee yeah okay so, you know it's funny because like people are finding these places a little bit you know through the apps and and google maps so i you know it's getting a little a little traffic but the food is is great our restaurant critic craig leman couldn't say enough great things about it um, we like a, a Vietnamese place for Sydney we go to. I don't know if you've ever been there. Nope. Um, so I always love the knife and fork bar at uh, happy hour. That's uh, one of my all time faves. So I, I've heard it's very hard to get a seat sometimes at happy. Have hour. you never I, been? I've, I have not been. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Uh, so that, I, that is my ultimate place. Mm-hmm. I, I love it's a little hard to get a seat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could go after happy hour and just sit at the bar mm-hmm. and um you know the only thing that's half priced during happy hour are the appetizers which is a pretty good deal but you mm-hmm. can also just go <laughs> you can just uh, go a little I, bit later and I, get a seat at the bar and order I, whatever i need to know? do it i mean there's there's a few of the like really iconic places i have not been to. that is so i, I, I have not been to chef Bola's. i have not been to knife and fork probably yeah, the two Bola, most like. iconic yeah. places in atlantic city i haven't been to cafe 2825 that i've right. only been like one time uh-huh. so the bar at the knife and fork was in that space was in the louis mall movie atlantic city mm-hmm. where uh susan sarandon and uh mm-hmm. lancaster had you know a famous lunch after she you know washed herself with lemons and they're in that space uh-huh. so it is it is just a beautiful i mean the whole knife and fork in is beautiful but i have been i don't think i've eaten anywhere but the bar uh-huh. in like in the years I, I need to do it there's, there's no excuse I'll, I'll i'll make sure that that i go to the knife and fork in the next couple trips i have to atlantic city yeah uh so yeah so I, we, we there's some jamaican place yardies is great there's a chef sheets takeout barbecue tony's baltimore grill we love tony's baltimore is very good i've been there yeah. uh, docs is something that i think is i've been a few times it's fantastic every time i've been there docs is great they basically they recently expanded it um, so it lost a little bit of that old school charm when it was uh, a tight, tight little space, mm-hmm. uh, which we also love. And they had a room in the back with a special round table we used to go to for like graduation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same family, the Doherty family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we love that place. Uh, you, there's a great coffee place on the weekends on Bartram Avenue uh, that they uh, call Remedy Coffee, where these uh, two sisters are roasting coffee and selling it out of the garage. I, uh, I right think I've Bartram. read a story about that, maybe from you, maybe from someone else, but I, I I feel like it was in in one of the the newspapers a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's a that's a fun little place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back Bay Ale House. You guys mm-hmm. ever go there? Yeah, I've been to Back Bay yeah, a few times. I, I think the food's there. all right. It's a very nice place to sit outside and have a beer if it's nice out though. You know, um, Chef Vola, we don't we, we don't go to Chef Vola that much. It's hard to get a reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, during the pandemic, they started doing takeout, which they don't do anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, so we were getting, they have, they're, they're not known for this, but they have a great eggplant farm that we used mm-hmm. to get takeout. Um, and But now they don't do takeout anymore. Right. So, I mean, right next to Back Bay, I also, you know, I talk about Gilchrist a lot. I think it's fantastic. I know it's, lo- locals love it too. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I do like those Tennessee Avenue places. I think they're good. We, mm-hmm. we try to make a point of, 
trying to seek out some of the smaller um, places. There's so many of them, you know. Right. There's tons of restaurants there. And that's a lot of what Craig and I try to do, too, is try to get people kind of out of the casinos. I think even more so than in Las Vegas, people in Atlantic City can kind of come and just live their life in the one casino they happen to be staying at and not leave it. And we're trying to get people, you know, as much as possible to get out and see some of the yeah. other stuff in, in, yeah. in town. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of great places to eat and a lot of cool things to see and a lot of neat places to have a drink. Yeah. Um, when the, the press of AC ran this 50 bites promotion for a few years where, where you could go to different places to get a, get an appetizer. And that actually got like locals into the casinos mm -hmm. to see some of the places that we would not go to otherwise. Right. And there's some, you know, I'm always like, Oh, this is a great restaurant. in the casino. I did want to mention one other place that's opening. Uh, do you, are you familiar with that super Frico thing that at yeah. opening at Caesars? Yep. Yep. That's We've talked about it a little bit. Thing. Yep. Yeah. 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 That whole Spiegel world, the mm -hmm. that's all, it's a psychedelic Italian food. I right. don't even know. So, so how often, just because you, you brought it up, you know, locals going into casinos, like how often would you say that you do end up eating in a restaurant at a casino or whatever as a local? Does it pretty rare or? It's a little rare for me. I mean, we, we tend to, but it's not true of all locals, you know, mm -hmm. maybe in more in the off season than in the high season. We love, we go to the casino like for shows like we'll go to hard rock mm -hmm. uh we love to like ride our bikes up to something on the boardwalk at night it's so you know it's so great to just be able to ride your bike and uh go to a show somewhere um yeah you know i mean uh yeah i mean not that often we more like we more try to go to non-casino right. restaurants i mean that's if, if i were a local i suspect that if i had no other reason to go to a casino i would not go to a casino to eat either it's probably just a slightly more expensive uh dinner than you can get for similar quality than you know somewhere else yeah i thought that the, the nobu was it nobu that opened yeah. up at years that, that seemed a little pricey it's very <laughs> very expensive so 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 we did end up craig and i did eat there but it was because we had a bunch of free food money basically yeah, from yeah, Caesars, right. but what, cops. i don't have the right cops. right without that no it's 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 crazy expensive i mean it's incredibly good one of the best meals of my life probably but it was very expensive depending on how much you you may or may not like food or like asian food specifically like i, I it's hard for me to say whether it would or would not be worth it to to you know any given person given how expensive it is i mean it was without really with one drink each maybe it was something like two hundred dollars a person or something for us yeah, which is yeah. it's very expensive so something yeah, that Kelsey's is another great restaurant on pacific uh, That's yeah I, I have not been either to kelsey's nor have i Hard been to, to Kel yeah, Kel kelsey kelsey and kim's which is seems like a spin-off restaurant over in gardner's basin that they have yeah yeah kelsey's is a line out the door all the time mm-hmm no, I, it's it's something I need to check out. I mean, you know, one of the reasons I tell myself, like, I'm not the biggest Italian food fan in the world. So I'm like, you know, I'm not that excited about Chef Bowles necessarily. But like soul food, like that's that is something that I think is, is very good. So I, I do need to go to Kelsey's. Yeah. Or Chef Sheed's Barbecue, which is uh, more of a takeout place. But mm -hmm. but that's that's uh, not far from Ocean Casino. So, so something you mentioned when I was emailing you about coming on the show, because, you know, Craig's out on his his due for a win, uh, you know move leave i guess or whatever he's moving houses actually today i think is the day he moved but uh you mentioned that that you had some advice for for the best way to walk from from margate to atlantic city so so go ahead yeah. we're, we're yeah, so I, I followed i was i thought it was riveting when you guys were talking about like what it would be like to walk through mm -hmm. ventnor and and margate as mm -hmm. if it like the like it was just this foreign land that you'd yeah. only heard about I, I, yeah i i really have have Nat, you know, we've been as far south as we did dinner at Rife, which I guess is like the very edge of the southern tip of Atlantic City, right? Yeah. But beyond that, I don't know if I've ever really been to Ventnor or Margate other than on the boardwalk. So, yeah, it, it is sort of on a foreign land for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So, um, and you were right. Like, there's kind of cool shops in Margate and mm -hmm. Ventnor. I mean, it's kind of worth uh, looking at. That great coffee shop, seventy three eleven, and Water Dog. Mm -hmm. uh, Water Dog is a great restaurant there. Bagel, bagel based restaurant. I have to say, the best way to traverse the entire boardwalk, which does go to the end of mm -hmm. Ventnor, would be on a bicycle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, we walk all the time. We'll walk. Uh, you can walk, I guess, if you're going to do eight mile, 10 mile right. walk. 
you could you could do it all. But I think the the classic iconic way to kind of do that entire thing would be on a bicycle. I also there also is the possibility of walking on the beach, which you mm-hmm. guys consider, <laughs> which uh, which is another another time honored way to walk mm-hmm. um, out of Atlantic City down to down to Vander. But but the boardwalk, I mean, we you know countless times we'll uh go on the bike and go all the way to Gardner's basin um yeah so i mean i guess it's a nice walk to walk through ventnor margate it's better than better than being in a car this time of year you do yeah. not want to be in yeah. a car anywhere near these places um but yeah yeah Definitely. so i actually think the bicycle is the way to go all right, you can so- rent a bicycle now mm-hmm. Atlantic City. So rent, rent a bicycle, go down the boardwalk. That's the way to Ride do it. Ride the boardwalk. Get yeah. out of the casino. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they used to never want you to leave the casino, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no windows, no. Right, right. No no clocks, no yeah, sense of, of what time it is, what the weather's like. Yeah, no. That's that's is how they're designed, certainly. Yeah. I don't know if it's true, but there was always rumors kind of when we were growing up that, you know, it's like an especially oxygen rich environment because they want to keep you like alert and awake as long as possible or whatever. I, I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, but really? That's interesting. I, it seems like, you know, as I've reached this age and have seen a lot of urban legends, it sounds like one of them, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, certainly there's like, there's lie. like, they like perfume the air slightly. It's like smells different than the rest of the world, but. I mean, I do think they did a lot. A lot of the casinos really tried to make it safer in there during, you know, COVID as far mm-hmm. as like inc- improving circulation and ventilation. Like sure. You know, it's like okay, the newer ones are, are pretty, pretty good that way. So I think the air's okay there if you're not in the smoking section. Right. Which, right. You know, issue yeah. yeah i mean i mean that is something that has come up it's it seems like from what i've seen there there is a push to try to try to eliminate yeah. smoking in casinos it, it seems like there's probably enough votes even to to pass it and it seems like you know leadership is dragging their feet uh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. for yeah. i guess probably the usual new jersey reasons and and not letting it get a vote because it seems like it would pass so do you think that's oh, something well, that's going to happen or i mean there's been a lot of uh, lobbying for it on behalf of the mostly the dealers you know workers mm-hmm. yeah so but i don't know there's always like this you know if we don't have smoking uh we can't make any money you know mm-hmm. but i don't know yeah yeah it hasn't happened yet I mean, what do you what do you think about like uh, the future in terms of uh, if I can turn the table for a second? You know, the casinos in other areas like like New York area. I mean, that's really what's sort of looming mm-hmm. for like right when they have yeah you know, the metal casinos. Uh, yeah. Ever, it, it, it's it's hard for me to say for sure. I mean, I I would like to be able to say that you know Atlantic City is going to be fine. Uh, I think Atlantic City is always going to be some unique place because there's going to be some number of casinos there like close together and it's going to be like the sort of neat town that you can go and like check out a few different places if you are into casino gambling and you know hopefully the rest of the town gets more and more amenities like you know this water park that that's been built in, in showboat and other things to do that's going to make it a bit really like to gamble like but... i um Right. Dude, that gambling is your activity, your main uh, activity. I mean, your... for, for me more than, than Craig probably, but yeah, I mean, I think it is an important part of what we do. And I think it's an important part of like, you know, what our listeners do. It's a lot of why they're listening to the podcast. I think that is always going to be a draw. Yeah, I hope it's going to be fine. I mean, I think once casinos do open, whether it be in in the Meadowlands or Jersey City or whether it be in New York City or or wherever, it's going to be another big hit. Like it probably is that there's a few casinos in Philadelphia that was probably a big hit too. And, you know, before then they opened casinos in Delaware and that was probably a hit too. So um... I mean, I guess that what people were watching here is sort of, um, you know, with the sports gambling has been a big success and Mm -hmm. it brought a lot of people to town, but, uh, but then primarily the revenue is off the you know, off the internet and your phone. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that, what does that mean for the casinos? Is it in the end really going to be the thing that saves them? But it's bringing a lot of revenue in for them, that's for sure. So, but, you know, Atlantic City, I, I don't know. There is a reason to come to Atlantic City and, and as opposed to just uh, going to your most local casino. I mean, people in Philly still come to Atlantic City. Yeah. The day trippers, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think if you just want to go somewhere and gamble for a couple hours, you may as well like if you're in Philly, go to 
Rivers Casino or, or whatever, Philadelphia Live or, you know, whatever the options are there. Or if you're in New York and a new, you know, New York-based casino or Jersey City Casino opens up, then you'll probably go there. Um, but yeah, I, I would think for like a slightly bigger trip, and this is something Atlantic City I don't think has done a good job of, you know, trying to get people in the way that Las Vegas does. And it's, you know, yeah. pretty pretty far from Las Vegas now, I think. And, you know, there's some steps that need to be taken. But I mean, the other the other kind of theme that they're talk, people talk about are, you know, getting people to buy in Atlantic City, like the, the plan for Bader Field with mm-hmm. the auto enthusiast centric, uh, you know, development that's now sort of moving forward um that that is hard to really imagine who are those people that are bringing their lamborghinis to race you know yeah. and buy property i don't know uh they're ta- they're temporarily taking over the the ice skating rink down there mm-hmm. uh so you know, it's a net loss for for the local community for now um you know like, like i was saying earlier atlantic city real estate compared to other shore towns is cheap um it's it's incredibly cheap i mean i I think as far as short towns go like it's hard to get something for cheaper i mean for me like i've even looked into a little bit like you know can i can i get a vacation house down there and the the thing that scares me away always is you know and that this isn't an atlantic city specific thing though and i think it is a little bit worse there but new jersey property taxes i think are absolutely crazy for people that are out of state like me and i mean it's like paying rent on property you own at the same time more or less yeah there's been a lot of um people buying up properties and making them airbnbs doing really well with that in atlantic city you know but that that, i don't know long term that's not you know atlantic city lost a lot of its population it has a really high percentage of people who rent as opposed to buy Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like a you know that part of the city is just needs a solution. You know, it's, it's, it's a city. It needs like uh, people to buy property and come to live there and, and work there. And it's still not, you know, it's, it's incredible in, in some ways how small the population is compared to right. how big the casino industry is, but that, that's an old story. Right. That, <laughs> it's really that a small is, and, town know. with like this big industry kind of tacked yeah. on the end of it. Yeah. A huge, a huge number of, employees there yeah they just a lot of them don't actually live in the city they live in whatever egg harbor township or pleasantville or you know places outside of the city and egg harbor township is a big city population wise it's mm-hmm. i think it's bigger than atlantic city in terms of population mm-hmm. so yeah this yeah uh, i think it's it's um, yeah, everybody's trying stuff yeah it's something that if they could you know it's the chicken and the egg problem like if more people lived in atlantic city and it had more kind of big city amenities it would become more more desirable place to live for people but right now it's it's you know a city i think with with a lot of the same problems as other cities have but without a lot of the upsides if that makes sense of of some bigger cities i mean yeah i mean my philosophy with atlantic city and i live in ventnor i live just Mm -hmm. outside atlantic city um but i try to treat it like a big city like Mm -hmm. like see what happens you know like uh, well, you know, what would I do if I were in, you know, San Francisco this afternoon? I'd go get noodles. So I'm going to do that. You know, it's raining. What am I going to do? So I'm going to do that in Atlantic right. City. We're going to get it. We're going to go sit in this park and eat. And we're going to find the little, you know, Honduran restaurant that everybody's talking about. Or, you know, we're going to take our bikes and go, you know, get a drink and go to go see a concert at the Hard Rock, you know. Um, so or we're going to do boxing, at, you know, at boardwalk call you know mm-hmm. so i try to you know i i think it i i, I know what you're saying and and it <laughs> sometimes it feels like it's not quite it's not, it, it falls short of being this like uh city or my nearest mm-hmm. city i don't i don't have to drive to philly to be near a city but i don't know you know that it's that you know you have to you have to seek it out maybe a little bit more than other cities but i think it you know yeah, I, I I love it. I mean, we love you know being in Atlantic City and and taking trying to find all the places and and you know like there's all these new things like the Good Dog Bar, mm-hmm. Philly place that came down here and and you know it holds the promise of like wow this is great <laughs> I'm sitting by the window and looking at a city park and I'm in Atlantic City. All right. 
but you know, it's like how do you put it all together? And I think I think it is moving in the right way. Uh, I I think that since we've started and like this is even before the podcast since me and craig have talked about it like if you look at casino revenues let's say like the city's probably like halved in terms of those or whatever from 2010 2011 um but i think it is a more functional city now there's like certainly a lot more to bring me in now than there was back then in terms of you know there's tennessee avenue with a bunch of cool places there's probably a lot a lot of other new restaurants and you know the walk is a reasonably recent thing though it was predated that by a little bit um or or stockton coming in and i think it's becoming a more and more viable place to live every day and you know i hope it continues on that trajectory Uh, tough though because like even like Tennessee, you know like atlantic Mm -hmm. avenue is still right in a lot of places and it shouldn't be and you know the walk is successful like every Mm -hmm. local walk everyone goes to walk but like the the true business district, you know, in Atlantic City, on Atlantic Avenue, you know, is is a little less right. optimal in some That's... areas. Some great spots there, you know, Yardies, Jamaican places there. It's a great <laughs> restaurant, you know. There's um, there's definitely places there, but yeah, it's they they have it, it. Somehow, sometimes it feels like it doesn't all come together, right. but. And maybe that's true of other cities. And Atlantic City is so small geographically; it's tiny. So mm-hmm. it's like there's the casino one block, there's the bay, there's the you know the mess in the middle mm-hmm. of town, and there's a great you know there's Shavola. Whoa, we're all here. It's all <laughs> right. like so close together that you know it's hard to it's hard to put it together. I mean, sort of my last my last topic of conversation is is if if. Is there one thing that you think Atlantic City's missing to kind of make that next step to to become a more desirable place to live? Is there like just one thing that Atlantic City's missing for you, or like what's what's needed to take the next step in its development? I mean, more homeowners, more mm-hmm. people living there. It's I think I think recently there've been last few years um, there've been a lot more like young people that have kind of um decided they love atlantic city you know the artists and uh they, they've done a lot of murals in town um they've started the, uh, this art gallery next to tony's baltimore grills this union hall arts uh, and there's like full moon uh raves on the beach and the, that, that anchor rock club is another place that's trying to you know be bring bring a big city amenity to atlantic city like just a regular old you know rock club so yeah i think it needs like people mm-hmm. it needs a lot of people and it needs the it needs the people that are here the longtime residents have to you know uh have to be given opportunities and and paths to buying home ownership and and better jobs and you know and, and make it a place that people want to invest in and and I feel like the tourism investment is kind of there and, you know, there's Bart Blatsteins are there and, and, and there's always people coming in trying to, you know, bring something new to the town. And, but yeah, you know, I think it really, what it really needs are like people to want to say, I, like, I want to live in this place and, and here's, here's a place I want to buy and I'm able to buy it and I've got this job. So, so, you know, that part of it is tough, you know, so I, I think a lot you know, 30, 40% poverty rate mm. among residents and um, just this like really low percentage of home ownership among year-round residents is, I think, a problem. So I, I want to kind of end the main part of our conversation with, with one last question. So usually we do this at, at the beginning of the show, but our kind of always once more never again uh segment so like what what do you think like uh, of you know i see atlantic city is having kind of three major parts um kind of the, the casinos are one big part you know it's the the backbone i think of the tourism industry which is I'm, I'm sure the, the biggest industry by far in Atlantic City. You know, there's there's the beach and the boardwalk. I think they're interconnected. You know, obviously the boardwalk is very historical. You know, I think the first boardwalk in in the world. And then there's sort of everything else that we've talked about about the city with all the great restaurants and, and all the, the cool locales and Stockton and the walk and, you know, Gardner's Basin and just everything else. Like, like do, do you see any of these as being kind of more important for the future of the city or less important? Or like, what is it that makes Atlantic City Atlantic City to you hmm. um how, how do i answer that uh <laughs> i mean it's just such a funny place you know i think everyone it's just endlessly fascinating place um you know i i, I, I everyone i mean the boardwalk is the beating heart of it mm-hmm. you know i would say the beach the beach is the ocean you know mm-hmm. 
the ocean, uh, the rising ocean, the rising sea level ocean. <laughs> right, which you know, definitely like I, makes its way into Atlantic City plenty often when it, it rains or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a whole other issue, climate and mm-hmm. mills and all that for another time. Um, yeah, you know, I, an, another, another way to experience that boardwalk than walking and walking is fine, but running, I've been doing a, a more running lately and, um, you know, and I run into Atlantic city. I mean, it is just the most interesting place. Like it's just endlessly hilarious and funny and beautiful and weird, you know? So it's all of those things. Yeah, you know, I, I guess, I guess the, I guess I would say the boardwalk, but, mm. but the, the, the more corny response would be the people, you know, right. the people inside. And like, I, there are people in Philly. Like sometimes I get asked, like, do people go to the beach in Atlantic City? Like, it's like, yeah, you know, like, like sometimes uh, people who bypass Atlantic City and take their families to Avalon or Stone Harbor or some of these other mm-hmm. Jersey Shore towns, you know, Atlantic City there is packed. You know, or reporters will drop in on a Wednesday in February and say, oh, the boardwalk was deserted. <laughs> the beaches were deserted. Well, it's February, you know. <laughs> so, like, the, you know, this, you know, but the summer with the Steel Pier, mm-hmm. it was packed with families. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've, we've taken our kids to, to Steel Pier and they had a great time. So Yeah, and the beaches are beautiful and the Atlantic City Beach Patrol. It's like a time-honored, you know, um, beach patrol. It's like, like those things are, you know, go back all the way so um it's still a great town in that way still an incredibly uh eclectic group of people that are you know running all the businesses and and some of them actually living there Mm -hmm. uh you know we went to like a bangladeshi festival last year at baderfield like just incredible like people travel the world to go to like find you know the great uh Honduran restaurant or the great you know I found this restaurant in uh in in India that I loved but you know all like so much of it is just all you could find that in Atlantic City um so yeah Right. Well, that answer that question. Uh, I, sort of. I, I mean, I, I think the big takeaway for our listeners is that the corrupt it, politicians. It, that's it, the eating part. <laughs> Amy S. Rosenberg wants to eat the the casinos into the ocean, the least important part of the city. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, thank thank you so much for coming on. I, I do want to to mention to all of our listeners that you do have a kind of seasonal summer newsletter out right down the shore, which down we will the shore. definitely. Link yeah. to. I'm subscribed to it. I think it is a useful piece of information. It's not all Atlantic City, unfortunately. There, there is definitely always Atlantic City content in there. I, I think it's it's a good newsletter to be subscribed to. You know, it is free. It, it is. Free. It's, it's it's definitely free. Uh, people can reach out to you, Amy, on Twitter at Amy S Rosenberg. Right. Uh, we will mm-hmm. definitely link to that as well. Is there any any other way that that you have that you want to let people know how to reach out to you or anything else that you want to say? Uh, emails, great. Um, a Rosenberg at Inquirer dot com, or mm-hmm. you can link to that. I guess uh, Twitter is great. I'm on Instagram. Uh, always looking for different perspectives and story ideas or what should be written about. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily know perspective of the tourist as well as i i should maybe so or the gambler the mm-hmm. straight gambler you know so i'm always interested in, in hearing about that and what what are the stories you know that we should be writing about well i just want to uh, thank you again very much for for coming on the show and and you know thank you for all the work you do that we we link to so often and 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 get to to talk about on the show and yeah thanks for for everything you do for for the city and i guess everyone who cares about it yeah, thanks for being uh, Atlantic City loyalists. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 the least we could do. So, uh, yep, uh, thank you again very much. And I, I I think you know Craig and I will probably be back in a couple of weeks. But yeah, thank you again for everything, Amy. Hey, thank you. And now let me just check and make sure I'm recording off the right microphone. I am. Okay.